right. Well, good morning, Radiant Life. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, thus begins the epic of Star Wars. An epic of good versus evil, of light versus dark. A story of the pursuit of power and the fight for freedom. My name is Darth Joshius the Bearded. And I'm glad you could be with us. It's not really. It's not really. For those of you that have never watched Star Wars before, you're freaking out, right? Like, what kind of a church that I just stumble into? And my name is Josh, one of the pastors here at Radiant Life. And I'm, I'm pumped that I get to talk to you guys about Star Wars. If you haven't seen Star Wars, uh, you probably should. Because every human being on earth should watch Star Wars. <laughs> and have an iPhone, apparently, is the... Is the <laughs> is the way this works. So we're going to jump in. We're, we're talking today about the movie, The Rise of Skywalker. This is the latest Star Wars movie in the, in the most recent trilogy. They put these out in trilogies. This is the newest one, came out uh, not too long ago here. And we're going to dig into that this morning. I want to look at some parallels between the rise of Skywalker and some of the characters we meet here and a letter that we find in the New Testament. It's in the letter, we call it the book of Galatians. This is a letter written by a guy named Paul to the church in Galatia. And I want you to, if you've got your Bible at home, if you've got your device, go ahead and turn to Galatians chapter 5 with me this morning. And as you turn or flip or click to Galatians 5, I want to start unpacking some of the characters that we meet in The Rise of Skywalker. This guy right here is Kylo Ren. Now, we are, we are first introduced to Kylo Ren in the movie The Force Awakens, the first movie in this most recent trilogy. Kylo Ren is an individual who is training to become a Jedi, to be a protector of all that is good and right and just. However, he veers from that path and instead pursues the path of the dark side, the path of power. And all throughout this trilogy, we see this struggle as he seeks power for himself. And throughout these movies, we see the conflict between Kylo Ren and this character right here. Her name is Rey. And from the time they first meet, and Kylo Ren learns that Rey has the ability to use the Force, which again, if you've never seen Star Wars, you're like, what is that? Watch Star Wars. If you, <laughs> just, that's the answer to all life's questions. Watch Star Wars. But Kylo Ren seeks to draw Rey to join him on the path of the dark side. Saying, hey, the two of us together could rule the galaxy. We could have ultimate power. And in the rise of Skywalker, during a conversation between Kylo Ren and Rey, Kylo Ren makes a statement that I think is pertinent to our human existence. He says this to Rey, the dark side is in our nature. Surrender to it. The dark side is in our nature. Surrender to it. That is human reality. Because a long time ago in this galaxy, Humanity set themselves up as an empire against their creator, Yahweh God, and said, no, we want the power. We want to control our own destiny. We want to determine our eternity. And from that point in time, all humanity is born into this world with that sin nature, with a bent away from God, where our natural desires are contrary to the designs of of our creator. The dark side is in our nature. 
Paul in Galatians 5 says this. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. Again, that sinful nature, that's that, that's that natural bent away from God. Paul continues in Galatians 5, 19, and he kind of gives us a picture. Well, well, what does this look like, this sinful nature? He says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so the reality for us as human beings is this. The dark side is easy. It is natural, but it will consume you. Now in in The Force Awakens, again, the, the first movie in this trilogy, we see a confrontation between Kylo Ren and his father, Han Solo. And Han Solo is trying to call Kylo Ren back saying, hey, I know who you were before you chose this path of the dark side. I know who you were before you decided to pursue power for yourself. But Kylo Ren is so consumed with his quest for control that he kills his father. A hush fell over the crowd in the theater when I watched it for the first time. I was like, no, not Han Solo. The dark side is easy, it is natural, but it will consume you. We look back at what Paul says, and he gives us that list. You say, well, well what does that mean to be consumed? How, how, is, how are all of these things that Paul talks about going to consume me? Now, maybe some of you, you know somebody, or maybe you are somebody who as we go through this list, you, you already maybe have somebody in mind of, of somebody whose life has been consumed. As you look at his list here, he talks about sexual immorality. Maybe your life is so consumed with the pursuit of the next sexual encounter. You bounce from one relationship to the next, trying to fulfill something, never achieving that. But you are consumed by that desire. Maybe this manifests in addiction to pornography. Actually, during COVID-19, I've looked at several uh, statistics, and the use of pornography has jumped up quite a bit during COVID-19. Maybe it plays out like that for you. And the destructive nature of pornography takes its toll on you and on the relationships that you are in. I would encourage you if you're like, oh, you know, because a large percentage of our population thinks, ah, porn, it's no big deal. There's a great site called Fight the New Drug. And they talk about the destructive impact of pornography both on the individual, on relationships, and on our globe. The population of the whole world. He says it will consume you. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. Now maybe you're sitting there thinking, what are you talking about, Harry Potter or what? Actually somebody, when they saw my get up here, they thought I looked like somebody from Harry Potter. That's not what I was going for. Again, if you've not watched Star Wars, you might just think you stumbled on the wrong kind of church this morning, but you didn't. It's, it's us. It's Radiant Life. We're good. That the word that we translate sorcery, and I'll probably butcher the Greek pronunciation, but it's pharmakeia. It's where we get pharmacy. This is talking about drug use. They also talk about the rituals involved in, in false idol worship. 
But that's, there are probably not a lot of you sitting there doing rituals in your idol worship in, in your living rooms these days. However, you might know somebody whose life has been consumed with drugs. I've known people that will lie, cheat, steal, all to get the next high. It doesn't matter the wake of destruction behind them. They are consumed with the desire for the next hit of their drug. Maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe you are somebody like that. And you know that that is, in fact, consuming. Jealousy. This is one that's maybe a little bit sneaker, maybe not quite as obvious. Maybe you look around you at your friends, at your neighbors, at your family members, and you want so badly what they have, whether it's a relationship or a job or some possession, and you're so consumed with wanting what they have but you don't have that you ignore the life that you could be living right now. You ignore the people to your right and to your left because you're so consumed with, oh, this person's life on social media looks so awesome. Why can't I have that? And you ignore the people right around you. Outbursts of anger. Maybe you know somebody or you are somebody who has struggled with anger. This, I can relate to this one. Right, but you, you're so consumed. It is so easy to get angry. And maybe the littlest thing sets you off. And the people around you never know, man, is, man, it's like working with a time bomb. Like, man, if I say the wrong thing, ugh, they're gonna blow. And you leave, again, just that wake of destruction in your path. You are consumed with anger, selfish ambition. These are the people that, it, it doesn't matter what it costs, they will achieve what they want to achieve. It doesn't matter the cost to everybody around them, they will achieve what they want to achieve. We're going into a, an election season here and we start to see some of the things that people will do and say to achieve power. It doesn't matter the mud that I drag the other person through if I get what I want. Selfish ambition will consume us. Envy, drunkenness. It's easy to grab that next beer, the third beer, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh. Hey, we're just having fun. It's easy, and before you know it, you have a life that is consumed by alcohol. I would like to introduce you to a man named Ron Jolman. I don't know if you can see that picture very well. Ron Jolman was my great uncle. And he grew, he grew up in the church, but never really owned it. And in his 20s, after suffering some losses in life, after experiencing some pain, he turned to alcohol and spent the next several decades being consumed, leaving broken marriages in his wake, leaving shattered relationships with his kids in his wake, all being consumed by his pursuit of alcohol. The dark side is easy. It is natural, but it will consume you. I don't know what yours is, maybe in light of COVID-19, maybe it's not on that list so you're thinking, hey, I'm safe. But maybe the thing that consumes you right now is fear or anxiety. 
You're so wrapped up in what might happen. What if the next time I go to the store, there's no, what if everything keeps going shut down and my business shuts down? That's a, that's a real concern. I'm not trying to minimize that. But if we let it, the fear, the anxiety, that can consume us as well. And that can cut us off from the joy and the peace that God wants to give us. And here's the beauty though. While the dark side is easy, it's natural and consumes us, we do not have to be consumed. Walking in the light is possible, but it's hard. It requires the supernatural, but it will save you. Now, when we're talking about the supernatural, again, in Galatians 5, Paul is talking about this, this contrast between our sinful nature. Some of your, your Bible translations might say the flesh. This contrast between the flesh and the spirit. So when we talk about the supernatural, we're talking about Holy Spirit and it will save you. In the rise of Skywalker, we see, in a sense, a mirror conversation between Kylo Ren and his father, Han Solo. Technically, it's a conversation with Kylo Ren in the memory of his father. Uh, It's a science fiction movie. They can do that. So stop freaking out. And in this conversation, once again, we see Kylo Ren's father calling him back to who he knows Kylo Ren to be. Now, if that isn't a picture of God and us, I don't know what is. Our father saying, no, this isn't who I created you to be. Come back to what you were originally. And in this conversation, Kylo Ren says to Han Solo, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you know, man, I am being consumed by something. I know I need to get out of this destructive pattern, out of these destructive habits. I know what I have to do. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Well, Paul, the guy who wrote this letter that we read in in Galatians, he also wrote a letter to the church in Rome where he tells us this. He can relate. He says, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what's wrong, but I do it anyways. Is that you this morning? I don't, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And this is not, this is not some pep talk this morning to say, all right, hey, you can do it. You just gotta, you just gotta get the willpower. You just gotta, you just gotta uh, get all the strength you can get. That isn't what this message is because again, like, like I said before, walking in the light is hard. It requires the supernatural, but it will save you. So guess what? In your own strength, you don't have the strength to do it. Neither do I. Paul tells us this, Galatians 5, 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't do what your sinful nature craves. Paul says this to the, in, in continuing his thoughts in, in Romans chapter seven. He says, oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our 
Lord. Walking in the light is hard. It requires the supernatural, but it will save you. We are saved when we recognize that we do not have the strength to do it, that we must depend on Jesus and the working of his Holy Spirit in our lives. And that will save us. I want to bounce back to my great uncle Ron right here. I believe it was in 1993, 1995, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Great uncle Ron came up from New Orleans, Louisiana, kind of at the end of his rope. And he connected with my grandpa, his brother. And through a series of events, great uncle Ron came into a relationship with Jesus. And I want to I share a quote with you from my great uncle Ron. It says this, on March 3, 1995, when I walked through the doors of Mel Trotter, I asked God to take away my alcohol. From March 3, 1995 to date, I have never had the desire or the need for a drink and praise God that is unbelievable after being fallen down drunk for 30 years. Great Uncle Ron died about 20 years ago. But he came to experience Jesus. And in that supernatural encounter, the thing that consumed him lost its power. And he was free. Here at Radiant Life, we talk a lot about living like Jesus and sharing his love. And we believe that we do that kind of through four, four different steps, if you will. The first one is we have to experience Jesus. Great Uncle Ron came into relationship with Jesus. After that, he found freedom from the things that were holding him up. Man, you've got different, you've got different things in your life. Maybe you, now, I don't, I don't want anyone to leave this and think, oh, well, hey, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not a drug addict. I'm not sitting on my computer looking at porn. Guess what? Outside of Jesus, whatever things we pursue will consume us if it's not paired with Jesus. But he found freedom from the things that were consuming him. Our third step is we talk about finding our purpose, discovering our purpose. And in the, in the, in the five years after coming to know Jesus, great uncle Ron found his purpose. And he started to make a difference in the lives of other people. That's, that's, what we would, that's like our fourth step. He started to make a difference in the lives of people around him. And you know what's really cool, really awesome to see the supernatural in all of this? Is the things, once great uncle Ron found his purpose and he started to make a difference, that spilled over. And now even though he's been dead for 20 years, the things that he started to do 20 years later still impact hundreds of people a week. Because people have said, hey, what you started, we're going to continue. He was a, a 30-year fallen down drunk in his own words. And now 20 years after his death, the things he started are still blessing the socks off of people. Towards the end of Galatians 5, Paul says this. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Every part. Say to home with me, what part? Every part. 
So my question to all of us this morning is this, in which areas of life do you need to let Holy Spirit lead? What are you holding on to that you just need to let go of? Maybe it's finances, maybe it's relationship, maybe it's you fill in the blank. I'll tell, I mentioned earlier anger, right? I, there are some mornings I wake up, I know I'm cranky and I need to say, Holy Spirit, man, if you're not in it today, I'm not gonna be a very good dad. I'm not gonna be a very good husband. And the days when I forget, cause man, I'll tell you what, this isn't a one and done thing. This is a daily thing saying, hey, Holy Spirit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I gotta let you lead. I gotta get out of the way. I gotta let you lead. The days when I don't, the days when I wake up and say, nope, you know what? I'm in charge today. I'm not a very good dad. I'm not a very good husband. But when I get out of the way and I let Holy Spirit lead, I can tell a difference. My kids and my wife can definitely tell a difference. So which areas of your life do you need to let Holy Spirit lead? Father God, Lord, you call us to give every area of our life to you. Lord, I just ask that right now, everyone hearing the sound of my voice, Lord, that you would begin to minister to the Lord to their spirit. Give them a soft heart. Give them ears to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you would start to reveal to us the areas of our life where we haven't given you control. Lord, that we would begin to step back. We say, I don't want to be consumed by that. I want to walk in the light. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. And Lord, as we get out of the way, Lord, you will. You'll guide us into what is good and right and true. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we pray in your name. Amen.